Welcome to the Dell Technologies Edge and IoT Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about edge and IoT, safety and security, and computer vision technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Edge and IoT Power Chat. And today we're going to discuss the evolving landscape of 5G, and our guest is Mr. Doug Lieberman, who's a Global Solutions Director for Service Providers for Dell Technologies. How are you doing today, Doug? Great. Thanks for having me on board. Looking forward to a fun conversation. And thanks so much for being on the podcast. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please? I have a varied background. Spent a lot of years working in different industries from startups and pharmaceuticals to ultimately spending a good chunk of my career at Lockheed Martin, where I was a senior fellow, and then eventually worked at Lidos, where I was the global vice president for engineering. And then I moved to Dell, where I'm now in my current role as the Global Solutions Director for Service Providers, working with our partners around the world to build solutions that drive new revenue streams and new go-to-market opportunities. Doug, let's kick it off with a rather generic question about 5G. And maybe you can give us some insight into how 5G differs from 4G and LTE with some actual use cases. I think it's a great question. As we see the evolution of 5G, it's really more than just the faster network and the next version of your phone. 5G is bringing about a whole new core infrastructure and how it's being delivered inside the data center and inside the telco network. And those changes are allowing for new types of flexibility and new capabilities that enable the telco to customize the service for the workload and to really tailor the communication you're getting and that connectivity specifically for what you're trying to do. Now, you'll hear a lot of people talk about things like lower latency and higher bandwidth, and those are absolutely key attributes of 5G, going from 20 millisecond access time to one millisecond access time, going from the bandwidth you have today in in LTE and 4G and really expanding that to be much, much greater, being able to download an HD movie in a matter of seconds instead of a matter of minutes. Those things will directly drive some amazing use cases, some of which we probably don't even know yet, things like artificial reality, so AR, virtual reality, VR, as well as other capabilities. But what we're really interested in and what my group is looking at is how does this enable service providers and enterprises and SMB to use the connectivity in a different way and really leveraging the capabilities of flexibility, control, and segmentation. Doug, thanks for that overview. You used a phrase that I find interesting that I haven't heard before called segmentation. Can you help us understand that a little better? Sure. You know, this is not necessarily new to the world of networks, but in the world of wireless and telco, it really is a concept of what we call slicing. And through that slicing, we're able to create unique, let's call them channels through the network that are customized and can be customized for the workload or for the application that's running on it. So through that slicing, you can do things like guarantee different levels of performance or provide additional levels of security or privacy that essentially allows that workload or that application to be separated from everything else that's running on the network and to be treated as though they had a dedicated connection that can be tuned and modified and routed and treated very uniquely compared to all the other traffic that exists. And that specifically is a very key aspect in how 5G is different than previous technologies because through that you can really get a customized experience as opposed to just everyone shares the same bandwidth. So I'm hearing lower latency, higher bandwidth. Explain for us how and why these differences are so important as we move forward. There's a lot of different workloads and applications that existed 
throughout the technology spectrum from 2G, 3G, 4G, LTE. But a lot of those were limited by, for example, latency. So how long does it take for devices to communicate with each other? Think about connected cars. If you want to have decisions that are made in addition on the car, but through the network, through different communications, you want to be able to send information, receive information, and have that happen very, very quickly because decisions have to be made very, very quickly. Some more real-world use cases are things like industrial use cases where you can have different industrial automation machines that need to be highly synchronized with each other. The latency, the time it takes for them to communicate with each other is critical. Very interesting. Any consumer-oriented use cases? Another one I like to talk about is targeted marketing. If I'm walking down the street and I wanted to have, say, the storefronts all have targeted marketing specifically to me, there's a lot of things that have to happen very, very, very quickly. Let's say there's a sign in the window, but that sign is going to specifically address me when I'm walking by. Or my phone is specifically going to give me marketing based upon when I walk by. In the matter of a second or two, in the amount of time it takes for me to walk past a storefront, the network has to identify who I am, gather the information about what marketing I want to know about, and then target that marketing to me. The amount of time it takes for that information to be sent back, processed, and then returned is critical so that I actually get that marketing as I'm walking by. Let me talk about the use cases you're mentioning more generically and refer to what we might think of as the edge. How does 5G drive and enable the edge, and how are those two linked? 5G is enabling the edge to be not only really plausible, but really required. As we go back and talk about the lower latency we were talking about a moment ago, the strive to get that as low as possible means moving compute and processing as close to the devices that are generating the data as possible. So think about your cell phone. If you wanted to do augmented reality, AR, on your phone, the closer the back end is that's providing you data that's feeding that, the better your experience will be, the more realistic it will be, because it's able to get that data while it's being experienced on your device. And you couple that with the high bandwidth of 5G, and that's really what's driving these edge use cases. Because the whole concept of edge is how do I get processing that traditionally existed in the data center and get it as close to the device that's needing it as possible. So it sounds like 5G is making processing at the edge that much more important. 5G, because it's lower latency and higher bandwidth, is now really driving the demand for an edge cloud and edge capabilities where you can put compute closer and closer to the edge in order to drive down that latency and deliver content much faster and in more real time than you could before. And that has everything from retail, augmented reality, virtual reality, security, connected workplace, connected cars. All those different use cases are all pushing for edge capabilities. We think about real-time target marketing. You've touched on connected cars. Can you take us through the use cases, particularly that enterprises would care about? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of really interesting ones. And this is where we start to get highly verticalized. And what I mean by that is different industries have different use cases that everyone is talking about, but really become very plausible and real-world implementations because of the capabilities that 5G is bringing. One of the ones is, for example, remote medical procedures or directed surgery. Think about it in a remote part of the country where you don't have a highly skilled surgeon, but you have an accident or something where you need emergency surgery. With remote surgery, you might have the ability for a highly skilled surgeon in a specific area like a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon who may not be available in a rural area perform a remote surgical procedure. Think about some sort of gear they'd be wearing, some sort of suit where every movement they make 
would happen on the other end. Through 5G and the lower latency and the guaranteed bandwidth, it becomes plausible that you could actually do that, where a surgeon could remotely control a surgical robot and perform that critical surgery, obviously with other humans in the room in case something went wrong and something happened. Probably won't start off with highly detailed surgeries, but there are some procedures that could possibly be done remotely. Very interesting remote surgical use case. Any other use cases? Other things that we're looking at are things like autonomous transportation. So I just read this week that Israel is going to be the first in the world to be implementing wireless charging of public transportation. So buses that are battery operated but charged based on loops in the road. Well, you combine that with 5G and now you also have the ability for autonomous, continually operated public transportation that doesn't have an operator. With 5G, because of the lower latency and the higher bandwidth and the ability to have this bus that never has to go back to a central charging station and is always running, you combine all that together and you have this idea of autonomous transportation. And then the last one, which we are investing a lot of effort in and has been very interesting, is private mobility. Now, private mobility technically does exist in the 4G and the LTE space, but we're really seeing it explode in 5G, and mostly because governments around the world are releasing spectrum space that allows private 5G to happen. And that private mobility is also being done both by carriers and by systems integrators and other organizations using both licensed and unlicensed spectrum. So what does this private mobility enable? Effectively, what that provides is the ability for you to build your own mobile network inside your campus, inside a mine, inside a stadium, places where traditional networks fail because, A, the signal can't get through or because there's too much density and where Wi-Fi necessarily isn't the answer either because Wi-Fi doesn't provide enough bandwidth, doesn't provide enough of the simultaneous aspects. By going to a private 5G, you have, a, a, a seamless experience for your end users because if implemented correctly, an end user would simply find that new tower the way that you roam today onto that new network. But that new network would be controlled from a bandwidth perspective, from a spectrum perspective, and would be concentrated with inside a campus, inside of a large building, inside of, a say, a hotel, where there may not be any other signal that exists. Private mobility really drives a lot of interesting use cases to enable greater control of that mobile signal wherever you are. Speaking of mobility, and I also wanted to kind of lump in the concepts of edge, working from home, working remotely, how has the current situation that we find ourselves in shaped current and future use cases for 5G? This is definitely one that people have been talking about before February of this year, but now with our current situation have become real. And there are a ton of use cases that are really driven around what you can do with 5G. I'm going to start with the basic one where there's been this talk of 5G effectively replacing traditional broadband or at least being an opportunity to augment it. So 5G has the bandwidth to be able to compete with traditional wired line access to people's homes. We call that fixed wireless, but think about it. You have basically a mobile modem that's in your house and that provides the bandwidth. But additionally, with the ability for 5G to have the network slicing, it also offers a very interesting use case for enterprises. And that is, if you think about our homes and what they were pre-February, about 3.6% of the U.S. workforce worked from home. As we went into the current situation we're in, it has risen to conservatively around 42%. But post, whenever we emerge, we're looking at it not dropping below 30%. So what are the implications of this shift? Our homes are no longer just full of consumers. Our homes are now our offices, 
our workplaces, our schools, and our houses. And the challenge that most of us face is we're competing with the rest of our family for that bandwidth. And the question that enterprises are asking is, how do we ensure that our workers who are sitting in their homes, how do we give them the tools in order to be consistently successful in delivering whatever they need to deliver. And one of the ways is through things like 5G, because with the network slicing, for example, there's opportunities where an enterprise could create network slices for their employees inside their homes. And so now I would have, for example, my broadband in my house would be through a 5G connection, but with a network slice that's guaranteeing performance over everything else that's happening possibly around me and in my house. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two where Doug completes his discussion on corporate use cases, explains how Dell Technologies is helping businesses transform with 5G, when and how enterprises can capitalize on 5G, where to find more information, and final thoughts.